You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Everybody, it's Dave Calabro. How you doing? How you doing? Thanks for coming to my podcast, Five Hundred Voices. I want to say a big shout out to my. Uh, how you like that intro music, by the way? Isn't that pretty cool? My oldest son Drew uh, made that for me. It's original. Pretty cool, huh? I, I think he did a nice job on that on his uh, on his spare time. He's a teacher, and he made that for me. So, a big shout out to my son Drew, who's uh, been a frustrated DJ since he was about four years old. <laughs> hey, so we're getting ready for the Olympics. hope you're excited. Lots of coverage on NBC. They're officially underway. Um, COVID has kept us home. I've been to, gosh, I've been to nine Olympics. But uh, there was plans for me to go. But uh, with all the COVID situation, NBC and the parent company uh, decided it was probably not smart to have crews there. So we're home. So I've spent the past month, I've been bouncing all across the state, chasing down Indiana Olympians, folks that you'll see competing in the Olympics that uh, have ties to the Hoosier State. There are about 47, 48 Olympians with Indiana ties. I'm talking about people who grew up in Indiana, went to college here. Um, so that's been fun. I've got a chance to talk to about 15 different Olympians that you'll see competing on Channel 13. And uh, it's just been amazing to watch the commitment. These, I call them kids because I'm an old guy now, but these kids in there attitudes to uh, to get involved with the Olympics and, and to have a passion and a dream and just chase it. Um, so I thought I'd share a couple of interviews that I did. First off, we're going to talk uh, about IU and Lily King. Last uh, podcast, we talked about divers at Purdue. So we're going to switch gear to talk a little bit about what's going on IU. IU has a dozen Olympians. How about that? A dozen athletes that from swimming and diving that either have graduated or are currently going to IU. And the biggest, biggest star in that group is Lily King, two-time gold medalist at Rio. Lily's amazing. Grew up in Evansville, graduated from IU, and um, wants to eventually be a teacher. But her dream right now is to get more Olympic gold. And you know, she's being challenged by one of her teammates in the pool. And it's uh, been pretty fun. So a couple weeks ago, I went down and hung out poolside with two-time gold medalist Lily King. Again, thank you to Lily for her time. And we wish her the best. Enjoy this interview with Lily King. 
Well, hi, everybody. Hanging out with the Olympic star. Here she is, Lily King. Good to see you again. You too. Double gold medalist. Yep. So are you ready to go again? It's about time. I hope I'm ready by now. <laughs> Tell me just the experience of uh, going back. Just what an honor, first off, to go back. Yeah, it's it's uh, not that it wasn't special last time, but I think I'm able to appreciate it a little bit more this time. Just, you know, being on the other side of things, not being so young and knowing what to expect and um, just the grandeur of it all. Um, so so very, very excited to just kind of be in the moment and, and enjoy it. Yeah, you, you kind of know the routine. You know what you're in for, right? Mm -hmm. How much pressure's on you to repeat? and to, to do even more than what you've done in the past? Uh, I mean, the pressure is always on, but I, I expect that of myself. So um, I, I have high expectations and, and I expect to repeat. So um, I think the one that's more up in the air is the 200. So we'll see how that goes. Hopefully no other gold medal, but I don't know. I've got a, I got a tough competitor out there that trains next to me every day. So um, we'll see what happens. How good a talent is she? That young lady over here that trains next to you. <laughs> She's pretty good. She's pretty good. I, uh, you know, honestly, I'll, I'll, I'll say this. When she started training with us again, I never thought she, she was going to be a threat, and she sure proved me wrong. So, uh, you just, but you thrive on that. You I, love. I, do, I know I how do, you I are. Do. You love competition. I, I love it. I do love it. So, um, it's good. It's good. We make each other better, and. Um, we're great racing partners, which I think is something a lot of people don't ever talk about, um, is, is kind of using your teammates to, to strategize in races, and we do that a lot. So um, I'm, I'm excited to continue doing that next month. What's fame like for you? Um, I don't really know. It, it, it changes during the time of year. So obviously when I get home from the Olympics, it's going to be a little bit crazier. But normal normal day to day, I just, I just go to the pool and go home, and that's about it. So uh, not too crazy. And, and how long can Lily King sustain this high level of performance? That's a good question. I don't know. Uh, I'll get back to you on that in about 10 years. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I'm, I'm going to keep rolling with it. We've, I've been going, you know, five years strong now. So uh, let's go five more. What was it like during COVID? I talked before we started the interview that uh, you were in Martinsville training in a mm -hmm. public pool down yeah. there during COVID. What's this whole process been like? It's been hard, I would imagine. Yeah, it's been, I mean, with, with I feel like every single person, it's been just a crazy year of, you know, training in, training in a public pool in Martinsville, training in a pond, training in a one-lane pool in Indianapolis. Like, there have just been so many different things going on and, and having to move different places. I, I like to refer to it as the year we were driving to practice because I just <laughs> feel like we were in the car all summer. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been wild, but um, I've got a really, really great support group here and, and this team is fantastic and we're a family. So um, they definitely made it a lot more fun than it probably could have been. Well, I was going to say, you got 11 of you from IU, past and former. 12 now. 12 now. 12 now, yeah. So. I mean, that's amazing. What is it about this program in this place? Uh, we, is we there have, something special yeah. sprinkled in the water here? No, no, it's not the water. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, we, we have a good group. I mean, it's, I think that all started with, you know, me, Cody and Blake five years ago. And um, we've just kind of kept building on that momentum and building and building and building where we've got this incredible group of elite athletes. And, uh, and yeah, we, we just have high expectations and, and we get results from that. So, um, you know, definitely, definitely credit goes to the coaches there, but also I think the, the bond that the athletes have formed together is, has been a huge help too.
kind of a simple question, but what would it mean to win a medal again, a gold medal again? Yeah, I mean, it'd feel pretty good. <laughs> but does it verify yeah. everything that you've put into it again? I would, I would say so. It's, it's weird because I don't, I never think about it that way. You know, I think of it as I'm going to go, I'm going to, I'm going to win this medal. I think, I think maybe that feeling will set in later on in my career, but um, for now, it's just you know, go to the meet and take care of business. That's it. Go to another meet, take care of business. That's all it is. With the world watching. It's just, a, it's just a swim meet. It's just a it's just swim, swim meet. meet. No big deal. Thanks, Lily. Yeah, Appreciate thank your you. time. So again, special thanks to uh, Coach Ray Ray Luce at IU for giving us access. Had a chance to hang out with Lily King and all of her teammates. Thank you, Lily. Go win a gold. I wanted to get in the pool and race Lily, but you know, I, I didn't want to embarrass myself because she probably would have beat me by fifty meters at least. <laughs> uh, also, had a chance to talk with Tyler Downs. He's a kid who graduated um, online from Fisher's High School. He moved to uh, Fisher's area to work with the John Wingfield, who coached David Badia, diving coach. So Tyler Downs has been living with a host family up in the Noblesville area, practicing every day at Noblesville High School and training with John Wingfield. And Tyler Downs, 17 years old, about to turn 18, representing he's going to go to Purdue next year. So Tyler Downs representing Fishers and Purdue going for Olympic gold in diving. Had a chance to chat with him. Here's Tyler Downs. How excited are you? Has it sunk in yet that you're going to the Olympics? Uh, it's sunk in a little bit. Um, you know, everything, all the media and everything, I just have to let it sink in more. Uh, but I had to stay focused and uh, gear up for the games. How do you stay focused? Um, I block everything out, all the distractions. Uh, I know what I have to do. I know what my job is. And I just go out there and have fun. What was it like to uh, finally, you know, realize your dream to nail that dive? Is it surreal? It was surreal. Um, I didn't know, and I had to wait until the last diver to go. Uh, even though John told me that it was uh, not possible for anyone to beat me. But I just had to wait for that last dive for David to go. Um, and then everything just hit. All my friends hugging me, John hugging me. It was really emotional. So what was it like David Badaya? It's kind of like changing of the guard to watch him come up and talk to you. Yeah, uh, that was cool. Um, I think that's a moment I don't think I'll ever get back. Uh, you know, uh, I've been watching him my whole life growing up, diving, and to just hear his stories and watch him, you know, do all of it uh, makes me, it made me want, want it even more. And to be in the same pool with his picture hanging on the wall, does that give you extra motivation? Yeah, it does. Uh, seeing his, you know, record on the board uh, every day, it's, it's cool. Show by the ring you're wearing. What's that all about? Uh, yeah, this was David's ring. Uh, Steele Johnson gave it to me because he was still competing. Uh, I had no words to say after. Uh, I sent him a long text thanking him, you know, just just thanking them. That's all. What, what do you like about what you've seen from him that you can take to the games? Uh, his composure. Uh, people have told me that I have good composure. Uh, I've learned that from not only John, but watching the other uh, athletes. All their experiences and also hearing their stories as well for you know being composed and you know staying focused and doing your job and that's that's the difference between winning a medal and not winning a medal isn't it yeah uh, you have to be very focused uh, a lot of mental training goes into it um, actually 
How, how do you mentally train? Um, do you have a coach or a psychologist, sports psychologist? Both. Uh, John, he has programs for us that we do. Uh, we've done like a month programs, like every day it'll be like a, an hour, 30 minutes or whatever. And then we also have sports psychologists that we talk to. Um, just letting them know what we think and how we should just change our mindset to just be focused. And that's it's all about staying in the moment? Yes. Yeah. Talk to me about sacrifice. Tell people your journey. You, you live in St. Louis, basically. It's where you grew up. But you came here just to do this. Yeah. I started doing summer camps here when I was 12. Um, I was here for about two weeks. And then I had nationals, actually, my first junior nationals. And then uh, the next summer, when I was 13, I decided to move out here and live with uh, my teammate and his family. And then, you know, they would go off to college and then I would just move, with, move in with other teammates. And I actually, my host family now, she used to dive with John. Uh, she went to Fisher's High School. Um, it's a lot of sacrifice that they've taken for me, all the support, you know, opening up their home for me to live there for a year. Uh, my family's sacrifice is unbelievable. I couldn't thank them enough. You know, I could not be here without them. Who's the biggest cheerleader in your family, your mom or your dad? Uh, I would say my mom. She's been to the most competitions. <laughs> and does she yell, scream? Is she a... Yeah, yeah, she yells, screams, you know, cries, all, all of it, all of it. What would it mean to win a medal to you at, at the age? You'll be 18 when you compete. What would it mean to win a, a medal? You know, first Olympic Games, if I medal, that would be, that would mean the world, you know. Um, I would love to go out there and show the gift that I got, all the talent, all the hard work that I put into it. Uh, it would mean the world. And do you, do you look at the other divers who you're competing against, you know, this is the guy I gotta beat? Do you do, you do that or is it more about focusing on your dives? Uh, a little bit of both. You know, I wanna, uh, you know, dive my best and hopefully win. But I also wanna beat myself. I'm my biggest competitor. You know, you're only as good as your next competition. So, we'll see. You're big in social media, by the way. That's pretty cool. Do you enjoy doing that? What, tell me about that. Uh, I never take it seriously. You know, it's just for fun of it. Um, but, you know, I posted some videos. They, some, uh, some of them blew up a little bit, got some following. It's just for the fun of it. It's really cool. And will you do that during the Olympics, kind of as an escape? Uh, sort of. Uh, I'm going to kind of take my mind off social media and just really, you know, do my job. Um, how important is it being training here and having all these youngsters looking up to you? You realize all these kids look up to you in here. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, I like helping them, you know, even if it's just like a little correction here and there or them asking me about my past uh, competitions and what that's like. It's, it's cool sharing that. Pretty amazing to think that that young man, a teenager, again, moved from his family's home at the age of 12 to train and fishers for this moment we'll watch and see if he can bring home a medal that'd be pretty cool hey so we're just getting warmed up with all of our olympic coverage on channel 13 come back next week i'll have more podcast uh, fun with some other um olympic stars and i might share a couple of my fond memories of being at the olympics you know like getting a chance to rebound for kobe bryant and lebron james at the olympics tamika catchings uh pulling me over a, a fence to take a, a selfie during the parade of nations <laughs> or the time I 
convinced uh, guards in Russia to let me get a selfie with uh, Vladimir Putin. It happened. Hey, tune in next week. I'm Dave Calabro. This is 500 Voices, and uh, appreciate your feedback. It's dcalabro at wther.com. Send me an email. Maybe I'll send you a little gift. You never know. dcalabro at wther.com. Take care. Thanks. Peace out.